0: That's great. So we're going to do uh, something different, which is absolutely normal here this morning. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to begin uh, just a, a short meditation, and then we're going to take communion together. And please, you don't, you don't have to take communion. Like, if you're not into it, that's fine. Like, you're welcome to the table, but if you're, you don't feel like it, no one's going to judge you. Um, yeah, take it if you want. Leave it if you don't. Um, But hold on to the symbolism of it with us this morning. Just imagine yourself this morning as Jesus' disciples. Because for three years you've been walking with this guy that keeps telling you all these amazing things. And you'd come to believe that they were the one. The one that was going to change everything. And you couldn't understand how this gentle, loving friend could possibly overthrow the Romans. But you had seen him walk on water. You'd seen him raise Lazarus from the dead. You'd seen him feed 5,000 people from just a small brown paper bag lunch. Most of all, he'd shown you forgiveness. That was the biggest miracle. You had a lot to be forgiven. But all that's gone, that was gone now. Just a few days ago, he was arrested And you ran away. He had been there for you, but you left him when he needed you most. After they arrested him, you heard about the trial, the beatings, the mocking. So you joined the crowds along the street, but you could barely recognize him. He was so badly beaten. You watched from far away but could still hear his cries of pains as they hammered nails into his hands and to his feet. Then you hung your head as he cried out and was silent. All was dark. Yesterday you sat in darkness. There was no hope. The one that you hoped in was dead. And this morning, it seems like it will just be another day of oppressive sadness, of hopelessness. But your friend Mary bursts in and says, I've seen him, he's alive. What would you think, eh? The, re- the resurrection is, is part of the whole story of Jesus. You can't, you can't separate it from his life and death and resurrection, or life and death and the suffering. And, and you can't separate it from the idea of God taking on flesh, which we call the Incarnation, which is just a fancy word for the divine and human coming together. Right. That's God entering into this world of decay, corruption, and death. And even though we often look at this world as a place of death, God comes in Jesus, the light and the life of creation, he enters into that death, what we call the valley of the shadow of death. And the resurrection screams, this is all worth saving. God entering in says it's all worth saving. What we see as death, God sees as transformative. What we see as decay God uses to prepare us. What we see as corruption, God uses to purify us. The resurrection of Jesus is the beginning of the resurrection or the recreation of all things. It's the beginning. Jesus, the light of life, leads us from death to life. He is the firstborn. We follow him into death but we also follow him into new life. It is Jesus, God incarnate, the risen Christ, who joins us together as a community of broken but hopeful believers, loving what he loved, living what he taught, and striving to be his servants in our time and place. In the meal this morning, we remember Jesus, his promises, and the price he paid for who he was, what he said, and what he did. And on the night before Jesus died, he took a loaf of bread, he gave thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat, whenever you do this, remember me. After supper, Jesus took the cup and poured, saying, this is the new covenant, remember me. We do remember. We remember his love, his friendship, his teaching, his dying, his suffering, and his rising to life again. And in sharing this meal, we live out the mystery of our faith. Father God, we call on you to transform these familiar things, just like you continue to transform the world around us, just like you continue to transform us. Bless this bread and this cup, the wheat and the grape the farmer and the harvest, the seed and the sower, so that in sharing these simple elements in our community, we may taste and see your goodness. Through Christ, in Christ, and with Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory is yours. Do you hear the call of Jesus? Come, come to the table. A table of freedom, a feast of love. Come and eat of the goodness of God. Participate in what he's doing around you. We're called out of privilege, out of power, out of powerlessness, out of homelessness, out of pain, out of sorrow, out of possessions, out of positions, out of reputations, and out of prisons. Wherever we are, God calls us to come and gather at this table. Come to the table where Jesus is the guest of honor, the rejected one the sorrowful one, the beaten one, the broken one. He calls us, join me in this feast. You too are honored. Eat of the, the gifts that God gives us, the gift of bread, sustenance, strength to follow Jesus in the uncertainty of life, energy to work towards God's will on earth as it is in heaven, and the gift of wine, a call to celebrate in the midst of struggle. With the cross in front of him, Jesus passes the cup. Drink with me, he says. He gives permission to rise above the situation, to find reason for joy in the middle of sorrow. Those who hunger and thirst for justice will be filled. So come to the table hoping, expecting to be filled with right relationship, eager to find unity with God and with others. Come, let us open to receiving God's blessing. Blessing from wheat grown in fields of God's creation with rain from above, and mixed with human hands. Blessing from grapes grown on on vines of God's design, grown in the dirt of God's footstool, pressed by human feet. These are reminders that God calls us to participate with him in his kingdom come. We remember Jesus' suffering in the bread, his broken body, and remember that he is with us in our brokenness. He enters into our suffering. We remember the spilled blood of Jesus in the wine, and we're reminded of the innocent spilled blood throughout the history and to this day. We remember Jesus' life, his death, and resurrection, and we're reminded that Jesus continues to be present to us today in our hurt, in our pain, in our suffering, and in our resurrection. Come to the table, come. On the night he would be arrested, he got together with his friends. And even though there was danger and confusion, they gathered to sit across from each other, to see each other and to be seen. And as they gathered in the upper room, Jesus took the bread and gave thanks. He broke it and passed it to his friends and said, take, eat, and remember. Then when they'd finished eating, Jesus took the cup. This is the new covenant, a promise of my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Drink and remember. God, we're thankful for these gifts, these symbols of transformation. May we be changed by remembering your incredible love, your eternal goodness, and your promise to make all things new. Amen. We're asking for a few stories of resurrection. If you want to think about it in an old way, testimony. Right, but a few stories of resurrection. I think we have time for a couple. If anybody, Joy, you want to give us a story of resurrection? Awesome. Years ago, I was with somebody for 18 years, and uh, I left the relationship because of substance abuse and alcoholism. And I moved back from B.C. to Ontario, and I lived in Guelph. And I took a drug overdose because I with the situation. Of the loss, and I was found in a snowbank, and uh, I next woke up in a hospital to my people, my family trying to resuscitate me, and uh, I basically been unconscious, and um, my family was all around me, hmm. and it gave me a great feeling. It's a story of resurrection was in conversation with a family member this week about um, a recent separation leading to divorce. And when people come up, they often say, oh, I'm so sorry about your marriage. But this family member and I were talking about, it's time for a new narrative. And I've been set free from a very difficult uh, situation, one of victimhood to feeling God's presence in a new chapter. And the language of resurrection was so beautiful to say, Jesus gives us a new story. Mm -hmm. And it's not about all the pain itself, but it's that God meets us in the dark and creates a new narrative. Just so you know, Joel will not be heading up our marriage counseling department. (laughs) any other stories of resurrection thank you just just that um all of us here today who um who are in christ uh we're all resurrected we've all been resurrected from from death to life and that that that's a miracle that we we can all rejoice in and celebrate and give god glory to every single day it's wonderful to do this on easter but but uh, we're all walking, talking miracles who are, who are here in Christ, and we, we can just get busy about our day and take that for granted. But when, when we think about it, that, that's who we are, and we can have great um, joy and fellowship and union with Christ in that every, every minute of every day. I was, I've been reminded all week of resurrection, as I walk and see uh, flowers popping up through this dirt that looked like it was dead for so long. Um, it's just always a reminder to me that resurrection is all around us and we are just following Christ into it, right? It's going to happen again. We're going to find new life. I, I'm not sure that we only have one resurrection, eh, Ted? We just keep, we keep finding new life, right? New life, yeah. So I'm thankful for that. So if you're able, I know some people have family stuff, hang out, have a few cross buns or maybe one. I don't know how many there are. Or maybe share a hot cross bun. But hang out and and share some stories. And let me just say a blessing over you. Go in the name and the peace and the love and the new life of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.